This is the Game of Codes on the Raw, Australia's biggest sporting debate this weekend, Jeffers. It is the World Cup final in the rugby and can't wait for it to be yeah. a long month and a bit. Finally got there, two months, close enough, but yeah, it's promising to be a really fascinating match. And we've got Brett McKay, rugby expert at theraw.com.au to help us preview it all. How are you, mate? I'm well, guys. How are we doing? Yeah, very well. Let's jump into it. Uh Let's go England first. How are they going to beat the Springboks, mate? They they certainly start favourites, um, and I haven't checked the, the the odds or anything like that for a few days. But I expect they'll be fairly fairly heavy favourites by the time uh, by the time it actually kicks off on Saturday night. South Africa are obviously a very different team to New Zealand, but I actually think England can can win this game by playing very very similarly to how they so clinically dismantled the All Blacks last weekend. Um, they've just got the, the game and that, and that all-round adaptability to be able to you know, mix counter-attack and, and, and to play that sort of set-piece game that can slowly wear down a really well-structured team. And so, you know, I, I think they're in a really, really good position to be able to do that. They'll obviously... One, they will have to kick very, very well because you know certainly Andre Pollard and um, you know Billy Larue when he when he does get onto it to a ball, they've got long boots, so they they will need to kick very, very accurately to the corners, and they'll want to make sure that they're not kicking to positions where Cheslin Colby, for example, if he does get named, and it seems like he will, uh, can potentially counterattack them, um, and so you know kick chase can have to be can have to be vital as well, but. Their, their breakdown game strong. We know that their set piece is, is just is, is exceptional at the moment. Maro Atoje is in just incredible form in this tournament, and so I think the the battle between he and uh, even Etzebeth, um could be anything. It could be really, really enthralling. So South Africa have probably got the best scrum um, in the game at the moment, but but England's isn't too bad either. So um, I, I think they can do it playing a very, very similar game to how they played last week. Well, ultimately, if they repeat that performance, they're going to win. Because that's, yeah. you know, it, it's as good a 80 minutes of rugby as I've Sensational. seen for a long time. Um, and, you know, one of the keys to that, you mentioned it, Brett, the breakdown. Um, you know, Sam Underhill and Tom Curry were superb um, against the All Blacks. And, and it wasn't just, um, just a case of pilfering ball, it was a case of slowing down the ruck speed yeah. and not providing New Zealand um, the platform in attack, which they so often have. Now, I think that will be um, slowing down South Africa's ball will be less detrimental to the box than it was to the All Blacks, but it's still, um, it's still certainly hamper them and it will limit Fuff de Klerk's impact as well. So that that's obviously a, a major area of concern or focus, rather, for England. I think one thing they'll be looking to do is really look to exploit South Africa's wide channels um, in defence because the Springboks' defence through the middle is non-impregnable. It's it's superb. And really, the only team I can remember... You know, attacking through the middle with any degree of set success recently is the All Blacks. Whereas out wide, Cheslin Colby's a, a very good defender, but Makazoli Mapimpi, not so much. That's an area mm. they could look to attack down that flank. Um, one other thing, and it's, it's an area of focus for both teams, but how England cope with the Springboks bench forwards is going to be crucial. Um, now, Eddie Jones talks about his finishes a lot, and they're clearly a, a, um, a strength of England's. But South Africa get a really big boost when, when their bench forwards come on. Yeah. So Francois Lowe in particular. 
low um, uh, kitsch. And all the, the front row. I was well. going to say, yeah. the front row in particular, I think. Malcolm yeah. Marks, uh, Stephen Kitchoff in particular. Those guys have such a big impact. And while mm. I think England match up quite well in the starting front rows, I'm not sure how they're back up. Um, front rows yeah. compared to South Africa. So Joe Marler is going to have to have a really good game um, and, and he's going to be crucial in mitigating some of that One minute. impact from the box finishes. I'll be, I'll be intrigued to see how that breakdown contest plays, Dan. I, I think uh, you mentioned Underhill and Curry for England. I, I think they are a hell of a lot quicker on the ball than, than Khaleesi and, and Peter Steftatoy are. Um, yep. and, and, we, and we notice that every time Francois Lowe comes on, all of a sudden he's on the ball really quickly. So, you know, depending on what sort of influence Underhill and Curry have, that may well determine what sort of uh, game time Khaleesi has. Yeah, one quick one I want to mention is that Eddie Jones has shown he's happy to mix up his midfield. He might, yep. uh, you know... It, I wouldn't be surprised if George Ford gets moved back to a, a bench role. The only concern around that, or make that move to cope with the Springboks' physicality, bring on a finisher late with more of a kicking game. The only concern around that uh, would be Owen Farrell's fitness and whether he's able to kick throughout the entire game because he obviously couldn't against the All Blacks. You can almost bet that Eddie Jones is going to pull some type of rabbit out of some kind of hat. The man's a genius. This is Game of Codes on the Raw Show's biggest sporting debate. We're joined by Brett McKay, rugby expert at theraw.com.au. All right, mate, let's look at the Springboks. Other than scoring more than England, how are they going to win the World Cup final? <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's almost exactly the opposite of what we were just saying about England, wasn't it? Um, and, and, and again, Peter Steftatoit and Sir Khaleesi are going to have to be really, really alert and really, really accurate um, at, at, the, at the breakdown because the, the speed at which they get there, um, particularly in attack, uh, when they have their own ball, could well determine what sort of a breakdown game and what sort of supply that gives to Pollard and, and, and the players out wide. Um, if Khaleesi and Detoya are just slightly off, and if the the clean out from the front rowers and you know, even Etzebeth Ludiago, and they get through a lot of work, but if the clean out is just not quite there, then that will allow Underhill and Curry to get in there and, and, and have the sort of impact that they did have against New Zealand last week. Um, so that's how I think got away with that against Wales because they didn't quite have that same strong on ball presence as you know as, as New Zealand can often have and as England does have. So. They probably got away with that last week, but they'll need to be super, super accurate there this week. Um, there's no no doubt about that. I think they could turn into a real set-piece grind if they wanted to. Um, they'll need to be disciplined, but they've certainly got the scrum and the line-out set-piece to be able to do that. And as you mentioned in the last segment, Dan, the, their um, replacement front row, is it's as good as any other starting team in the world. It's, it's a luxury to be able to bring on the likes of Kitchoff and Malcolm Marks and um, Argy's name and the lock just comes on with those mad, mad eyes of his and looks like he's about to rip someone's head off, but he just gets through so much work and has such an impact off the bench. And, and then, of course, Francois Lowe uh, just comes on and just starts pilfering balls for fun. So, yeah, they're going to have to be really, really strong up front, no doubt at all, Springboks. Yeah, and it's one area of the game where we, we've always associated it with the Springboks. But England last week were tremendous in the collision zone. They mm. dominated New Zealand physically. If they do the same to South Africa, it's game over. There's no way the Springboks can win. Yeah. So they have to match it and pretty much dominate the English physically. Um, same goes for the set piece. 
massive strength of the Springboks, but because they don't necessarily have the attacking flexibility that England do, if they aren't getting good ball offline out, if they aren't getting good rolling malls, if they're not dominating in the scrum, I can't see how they manage to outscore England mm. in this game. So that has to go right for them. And to be honest, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if it does. I think while uh, one to eight, England and South Africa match up relatively well as we said earlier the the bench depth that South Africa have up front uh, probably uh, gives them a bit of an edge there one player and you mentioned Peter Steph Detroit who I agree Brett going to be a key player for the box another one who needs to improve though um, because I think Detroit's had a very good World Cup Willie LaRue he's probably been the worst Springbok so far this tournament and he's such an important player he's their main playmaker almost particularly Mm. when they get into the opposition 22 but he's been really disappointing if he hadn't played such a key role uh, for Razzie Erasmus over the last 18 months I'd honestly consider dropping him um, Mm. for this final he's been that lackluster he's going to play I think it's fair to assume but he needs to have a, a vast improvement He's, he's such a he's such a confidence player, Dan, and you, you can tell that he's not playing with a lot of confidence at the moment. At the moment, but the box need him to find that confidence and find it quickly because, as you say, he is a chief playmaker. He's effectively the the guy who leads their second phase play, he, yep. and he's also the link that gets you know Cheslin Colby and Makazoli Mapimpi in the, into the game to create those sort of counter attacking type um, type opportunities. It, you're, you're absolutely right. Larue needs to have his game in the corner, which admittedly won't be difficult for him because he'd be coming from such a low base. So they, they, he absolutely needs to be one of the best players on the park if, if South Africa are going to win it. Um, and then he can also play a role in, in their defence because, you know, Damien Delende, uh, Lucanio Arm out in the centres are going to be the, the guys that, that shut down the English midfield as well. So, you know, he's just so important to them, Billy LaRue. And, and like you say, he just has not played well. All right, mate. Give me the winner, the margin, the first try, man of the match. Uh, I think England win it. Um, it'll be less than 10. I suspect first try is going to be, yeah, probably pick and drive. Maybe Tom Curry, maybe uh, Billy Vunapola at the back. Um, and player of the match, it's probably going to be someone like Owen Farrell or George Ford, I reckon, whoever's the goal kicker. I've yeah, managed to talk myself into the, the Springboks winning, so I'm going to say the box by three. Uh, Dwayne Vermeulen's going to be man of the match, just barging through the middle. Um, and I'm going to go Anthony Watson for England, first try score out wide. Oh, God, I hope the Springboks win it. They can't. England can't have two World Cups for the no. next four years. That'd be an absolute disgrace to the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brett McKay, rugby expert at theraw.com.au. Thanks for coming on A Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate. No worries, guys. Thank you. On the Raw Game of Codes, Australia's biggest sporting debate.